Welcome to the Love of My Life podcast, where we explore discovering love in unconventional and unexpected places. From fashion to music to career to platonic love, we explore the kinds of love we perhaps weren't taught to search for as 90s babies. And how those loves have shaped us and fulfilled us in adult life. Victoria Alexian, hello. Hello, Madeline Murdoch. How are you? I am wonderful. We are starting this podcast. How are you? I know. I feel like we're just bouncing off the walls this morning. This has been our dream since the first day that we met. Yes, I know. It literally has. How exciting that we're finally here. I know. It's a very strange, surreal feeling, isn't it? It really is. How about we introduce ourselves to our lovely listeners? Who is Victoria Alexian in 30 seconds? Go. Well, I grew up in a smaller town called Townsville in North Queensland. I have travelled around a little bit for my study and my job. I am a baby fashion designer at the start of my career. baby (laughs) fashion designer. And I am currently living in Perth with my BFF. Just to clarify, do you design clothes for babies? <laughs> <laughs> no, I am a baby. <laughs> oh, great, 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 great. <laughs> Who is Madeline Murdoch? I'm dying to find out. <laughs> oh my gosh, let me tell you. <laughs> I grew up in a very small country town called Port McDonnell in South Australia. I also moved around a lot for study and then later for my job and then for other random reasons as well, just because I like living out of a suitcase, apparently. Yeah, um, fun. <laughs> I'm an aspiring actress slash artist slash singer. But right now I am a barista here in Perth with my very best friend, which is you. Lovely. And how cool that we're living together again. I know. I know. We're so lucky. Let's give the listeners a little bit of context and tell them our beautiful story. Do you want to set the scene for me? Yes, I can. It is June of 2020. It is cold. (laughs) It's raining a lot and there's a lot of wind. And where are we? We are in Adelaide. Did I not say that? I thought I said that. Okay, (laughs) we're in Adelaide, guys. (laughs) Scratch that. (laughs) We are in Adelaide of 2020. We have both recently moved there for our jobs Mm -hmm. and we don't really know a whole lot of people. I knew a few people. Yeah, but we were both kind of still finding our feet a little bit. Absolutely. And we both had discovered the amazing concept that is dun-dun-dun, Bumble BFF. Yes. Shout out to Bumble. We should be your success story and you should sponsor us. Well, we are your success story. Yeah. Uh, And we love you. Please sponsor us. Please. Anyway. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) We jump onto Bumble BFF and we match. And Mm -hmm. it was over the mutual love of that little Women supporting women. Yes. Yes, You you gave me the um, hands up emoji in reaction to that. Yeah. And we decided we'd go on a coffee date. You were wearing that cute little clueless outfit Mm -hmm. that I have now stolen and claimed as my own. Yes, you have. I am aware of that. Um, <laughs> and you were wearing your gorgeous little purple fluffy jumper oh, with your jeans. You and you're looking so groovy. I think we both put our best foot forward. Yeah, on that my day. clothes were brand new. So were mine. Yeah. So were mine. Uh, and we hit it off right away. We stayed at that cafe for probably what? 
three hours. hours. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we did because we found out or we discovered that we actually have everything in common. Everything. You are basically the blonde version of me. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Our very similar morals, very similar upbringing, both creative souls. Our hobbies are very similar. Yes. The sort of content that we consume, books, music, podcasts. podcasts. We were very much on the same page. Anyway, from there, we just became two little old soulmates. I think it was within three months we moved in together. We did. Um, well, I moved into your apartment yes. because my lease had ended where I was. And then we just lived like the best life ever. We did. We would constantly, and I mean constantly, get messages from friends being like, you guys are living the life. Yeah. And we were. We, we were just were. making the most out yeah. of our time in Adelaide. Because that's the thing. We weren't doing anything particularly special, but we were no. just making the most out of everything. We were. We were. And it's so funny because... 2020 was such an awful year for so, so many people, mm. but it was actually one of the best years of my life. Yeah. Well, career-wise for both of us, it was not so great. No. But <laughs> life-wise, it, it was the best year of our lives. We uh, had the best time together. It was so good. That's right. We were just so fulfilled and happy within our friendship, weren't we? We totally were. Which brings us to the topic mm. of this first episode. Would you like to do the honours? Yes. We are going to be talking about platonic love, the best kind of love. The best kind of love. So Maddie, why don't you tell us why platonic love is the love of your life? It takes way less energy to just openly love the people around you. It's the gift that keeps on giving too. Because like the more love that you give and the more you open up your heart, the more love that you receive in return, Mm. you know, like it's just so fulfilling and easy I just think it takes way less energy to just love everybody than it does to despise everybody. How much energy is that? Absolutely. Wasted energy. Absolutely. You're so right there, Mans. Why is platonic love the love of your life, Vic? Quite simply because it is the most fulfilling love in my life. Yeah. We're taught growing up that the goal is to have that one person in your life that is your go-to, your ride or die, the first person you tell things to. They share your highs, they share your lows. And we're taught that that person is going to be a romantic partner. Platonic love is realising that person is your best friend. Yes, I love that. And I I think it's really important to find fulfilment in our friendships and our families and not rely on this possibility of romantic love, hopefully one day swooping in and fulfilling you. Yes, it's so true. You want to be fulfilled in all aspects of your life and Mm. know who you are and feel happy and not feel like your happiness is dependent on having a romantic partner. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think it's definitely a turning point when you realise friendships can fulfil you. Yeah. And you can find fulfilment outside of romance. It is very obvious to the two of us that a lot of people find it hard to grasp that concept. They can't comprehend it, hey. Yeah, we have had so many people, and I mean so many people, ask us if we're together, assume Mm. we're together. Yeah. Because they actually can't understand two best friends being so in love and it just being platonic. Yeah. Well, even when I was in high school, I had a best friend who was like a gay man, Mm. but everyone was so insistent that we must 
be together or we must yeah. have a crush on one another. You're going to end up together. Yeah, one of my yep. teachers was insistent that we were going to end up together and I was like, honey, trust me, <laughs> it's not going to happen. It ain't happening. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's just so funny that society as a whole can't really wrap their heads around two friends sharing a life together, really, yeah. without there being any romance in the air. Yeah, that's right. And I think platonic love teaches us you can be so in love with someone, yeah. like so in love with someone and it not be romantic. Yes. And that's beautiful. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Um, platonic love doesn't actually look dissimilar to romantic love. No, it doesn't When I really. think about all the things that I look for in a relationship, you know, it's unconditional love and support, empathy and understanding, mutual respect and trust and you know, clear communication and transparency and all of those things, like, I can find in you, yeah. my soulmate. Yeah. And it's basically all of those things that I also look for in a romantic partner. But with you, like, the only thing that's missing is intimacy. Yeah, that's right. I think we are very fortunate because we've found all of those things in each other. I think it is perhaps more normal for people to find those values in a range of different people like they have a small tribe mm. and from each different person they have you know they tick one of those boxes yeah that's right we are so lucky that we tick pretty much every box for each other yeah I know growing up all of the friends that I had we weren't in one group like they were all mm. you know people from different points in my life because they all fulfilled me in different ways yes but I've met you and you fulfil me in every way. And we're just going to get married and live happily ever after together forever. <laughs> Was that a proposal? <laughs> well, my love, should we take a little trip down memory lane and talk more about how those lines are often blurred between platonic love and romantic love? That sounds lovely. Let's go on a little journey. I want to take you back to my primary schooling days where majority of my friends were all males. And let me tell you how easy it is to blur the lines between platonic love and romantic love mm. as a young girl who has literally grown up being fed the narrative that we as women have to aspire to a romantic relationship. We have to find our Prince Charming, find our white knight. Mm. And so every boyfriend that you have is a potential suitor. Yes. Mm. And so it was so hard for me as a young girl because I had this one particular best friend and he was a guy. I remember throughout the majority of my primary schooling, I was always so conflicted because I loved him. I really, truly loved him, but I didn't know or hadn't been taught yet the concept of platonic love. Mm. So I thought, oh, I'm having these feelings for him. I really adore him. And I thought, oh, I'm, that must mean I have a crush on him. Like that's yeah. what this must be because mm -hmm. I didn't know any better and society hadn't taught me any different. That's right. And it's so hard as young girls to reference the difference between platonic love and romantic love because we're not taught it. Yeah. And I remember I told another one of our friends that I thought that I might have a crush on him and she went and told him I know. And then he got all weird and he started acting distant because, you know, he just wanted to be friends. And I remember just feeling absolutely 
devastated Mm. because I never had any intention on acting on it because I didn't want things to change because I just loved having him as my friend. But I didn't know that it was an option to just be in love with your friends. Yeah, that's right. And you know, that girl who went and told him, she probably thought she was doing you a solid. Like she was probably like, oh my God, I'm going to set them up. It's going to be romance. They'll thank me later. Because she herself would have had no idea about a girl and a boy could just be friends and be in love and it be platonic. Mm. I think this is really revealing a trait that you have in that you always see the very best in people. Because let me tell you, that was not the case. (laughs) She 100% did that to sabo me. Oh no. Yeah, she was not very nice to me in primary school. Okay, scratch that, reverse it. (laughs) How was your relationship with the boys that you were friends with in high school? I was lucky enough to have a really beautiful friend throughout my senior high school experience and I absolutely thought the world of him. Unfortunately, he isn't here anymore. But I also definitely experienced the blurred lines between platonic love and romantic love. I spent a whole lot of time with this guy. I remember almost every lunchtime he'd come into the art rooms because He knew I'd be there and often he would just like sit there watching me paint, (laughs) having a bit of banter. It was great. I had a boyfriend in high school. I always felt like I was betraying him when I was spending time with my friend because he, my boyfriend, just couldn't understand how I could be like so close with a boy that Mm. was a friend. And I always like kind of question it in myself as well. When I was with my friend, I was always like, is this just friends? I was always second guessing myself because everyone around us thought that it was more than that. I remember the same as you, Maddie. I had a teacher that thought that we were definitely going to end up together and everybody would always make little comments about us. So I started to believe it a little bit. And I remember making white lies to my boyfriend about the time that I would spend with this friend because I didn't want him to know how close we really were. And I would always brush it off. And it's very sad in a way because when he did pass, we were 19 at the time. And that's a very young age to go through something like that and make sense of it. And I remember thinking at the time, like, I definitely loved him. And I remember When I was grieving, there was a long period of time where I thought, was he just my friend or was there more than that? And it wasn't. It was just a really beautiful, pure, platonic friendship. And I absolutely adored and loved him. And it was really hard for me to wrap my head around, oh, no, we were just friends and that's okay. And I think it was hard for other people to wrap their head around that as well, which made it harder for me to understand and comprehend. And it's sad that I look back at that friendship now and that point in my life and think that there were times that I pulled away from him because I cared so much about if other people thought I was going behind my boyfriend's back or if I was flirting with him or if it was more than just a friendship when that's all it ever really was. Yeah. Mm. It's so sad that society pushed these ideas onto you and as a result... It made you pull away from him. Yeah, and I know. Because in that sort of situation, you never want to regret anything, do you? Always want to just look back at those moments and be so fond of them. And I really am. And it warms my heart to think about him and our friendship. But it is sad that society caused me to act a certain way at some points. 
And that is a huge reminder to me that we really just have to grab onto the beautiful platonic relationships that we have in our life and appreciate them for what they are and just make the most of them, enjoy them. Yeah, and not worrying about what people think. Like you and I often Mm. walk arm in arm, holding hands. (laughs) Like we look like so loved up. We look so loved up and just... And we are loved up and that's okay. There is literally nothing wrong with that. It's beautiful. Absolutely. You've got to embrace those relationships because yeah. if they make you happy, then that's roll right. with it. And Just roll with it. If you are lucky enough to have a relationship like that with a friend in your life, you don't know how lucky you are mm. because there are so many people that don't meet people that they click so well with. So yeah. if you have a friend in your life, like I have Maddie... Hold on to them and don't let them go and just live your best life and enjoy every moment that you have together. This reminds me of a scene we just watched in Sex in the City last night. (laughs) So it's the episode where Carrie and Aiden break up and Carrie is like crying and she goes, it's hard to find people that love you no matter what. And then the camera pans to the four girls together and she says... I was lucky to find three of them. It's so beautiful. And it's such an important scene in Sex and the City because we all know (laughs) Sex and the City revolves around the very toxic relationship that is Carrie and Big. And it's just so important for them to reference that, oh, no, hey, the people that have always been there for her and always will be there for her are her friends. Yeah, so beautiful. Platonic love is the love that doesn't fail you. Oh, that is beautiful. Look at you. I'm blushing. (laughs) So, Maddie, how do you think your life uh, and growing up would have been different if you knew the value and the importance of platonic love back then? Oh, that is such a good question. I think if I had known the value of platonic love when I was younger, my life would have been significantly more fulfilled and enriched. You know, I think I would have made better choices too because perhaps I wouldn't have placed so much emphasis on finding a boyfriend or allowed whether or not I was attracting male attention to dictate and define my worth. Mm. I think there would have been less pressure to be something or to be someone that I wasn't in order to appease the male gaze. I would have been more focused on my friends and I would have felt more fulfilled and that wouldn't have been as big of a factor in my life you know Mm. and you know I think I would have been less desperate for validation and perhaps I wouldn't have settled for less than I deserved and for people who actually treated me really poorly I think it would have changed my life that is how powerful platonic love is yeah because when you grow up believing that the best form of love is romantic it limits your opportunities and your experiences in life. It limits how you see yourself, how you interact with other people. It affects you in so many different ways. It affects your womanhood. It affects your ability to have like healthy relationships as well. Yeah. You're definitely right. Like, because if you're only focusing on finding a romantic partner, you've got your blinders on. And Mm -hmm. so you miss all of these opportunities to build beautiful friendships. You miss every aspect of the fun of growing up and just taking it day by day and experiencing 
all the things that you're supposed to experience. Yeah, I think of all of the beautiful female friendships that I could have had growing up had I not been so focused on finding a boyfriend. Woofed. <laughs> and that's for a different episode. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, Victoria, what has not been the love of your life this week? Oh, this is one we can all relate to. Anxiety has not been the love of my life this week. Oh, anxiety. I, I got hit uh, twice in one day. You were at work and I was on my way to a market. And as I was driving there, it looked absolutely gorgeous. Flowers, secondhand clothes, the whole works. I was in the car and I was like, nah, can't get out of the car. Turn around, went home. Oh my god! And then that night we decided we were going to go out for a drink. We got all mm-hmm. dressed up. We looked beautiful, if I can say so myself. And then we got to the bar, looking incredible, sitting in the car. We look at each other and we're like, we can't get out of the car. Yeah. And anxiety just hit the both of us at the same time. And we stayed in the car for like 10 minutes. And then we finally hyped each other up and we're like, three, two, one, let's get out. Yeah. <laughs> let's go. We're done. So anxiety, get out of here. Pack, Pack your, bags. your bags. Never want to see you again. Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> what was not the love of your life, Maddie? Well, there was a guy on a motorbike that literally followed us all the way down to Fremantle and stopped right next to our car at every single red light and was trying to interact with us. And I full on had my hand up on the side of my face, Mm. like shielding myself from him because we were like, this is so embarrassing. And when we're uncomfortable, we giggle. And I think that that was encouraging him, but we were like, please leave. Oh, we were so uncomfortable. And he was kind of getting dangerous, like how he was driving around our car. Motorbike man, we're not impressed. Nope, not the love of my life. You can also pack your bags and get out of here. Yeah, get out. Talking about getting out, Mans, I think we should go have a wine. I think we should. And we will see all of you lovely listeners, mum and dad, next week for another episode of Love of My Life. Hey, Vic, love you. Love you, Mans. Bye. Bye. This episode of Love of My Life was made possible by So Perth and Liberty. 